You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back. It's another Thursday edition of Huddle Up, a football podcast. They're always Thursday editions. It's no different now. This is our third season, by the way, guys. Three years. The beginning of three years. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, hit subscribe, follow, all that. You know the drill. Welcome back, Corey. Daniel. Great to have you. Hello. Uh, Lots happened. We took a couple of weeks off at the end of February. I mean, at the end of the Super Bowl, I guess. That was January. Is Is it normal for it to be in January, by the way? Or is that... Just in my head. I feel like it's a February, the Super Bowl in February. Is that, the, is that a thing or am I making that up? It's usually always in February, isn't okay. it? Okay. Okay. I hope so. Anyway, not the point. Since the Super Bowl, we took a few weeks off. A lot has happened. Uh, Deshaun Watson says he's not going to play anymore. Houston says they're not going to trade him. Russell Wilson says he wants to be hit less, and Seattle's all pissed off about that. Dak Prescott gets this crazy fucking deal that like, was bigger than the deal that we thought he was going to get. They, they probably said no to in the first place. Uh, a lot happened there, and I want to just – let's touch on those three things real quick. Let's just catch up. First of all, uh, Deshaun Watson. I think that's the easiest one for everybody. Me personally, I think that Houston's going to keep Watson and Watson's going to suffer horribly. What do you guys think? Just take that over. I mean – they can try to do that and that might happen, but I mean, at some point they're going to have to move. They're going to have to move them. And I think at this point, you know, whether they, they could wait until the season starts and make them hold out, but I think they're eventually going to trade them. Cause that's what usually happens when players do that and they refuse to sign back in. So what I think they're going to do is when it gets close to the draft and some of these quarterback uh, needy teams get desperate, and they're not sure how the draft's going to fall, or they realize that maybe these guys in the draft aren't, you know, what they need. I think there's going to be a team that's going to fork out the picks real close to the draft. I think Houston's just biding the time. There, you know, there's no reason to trade him right now. I guess there's a chance he has some money hit um, on the 17th on the league year, but I have to look into that. So there's a chance something could happen within the next week. Um, or I think that's a checkpoint is the league year on the 17th. And then I think there's a checkpoint on draft day when he could get moved. So I'd say just pay attention to those. I think he, he's, they're going to have to move him, And I wouldn't be surprised if they sent him to New York for Darnold just to get a young guy, see what they can get out of him. Or it just came to my mind, um, Plates like Minnesota, they could get Kirk Cousins back. That'd be pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, just keep an eye out. Something's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think something's going to happen sooner than later. Um, I think pre-draft is when you have to trade Deshaun Watson. And, Tony, I know you we, – we've talked about it. You think he's, they're just going to kind of sit him down and kind of do the waiting game. But we've kind of seen this happen in the past and every team that waits on a superstar that doesn't want to play for your franchise and just will not suit up ends up just getting the short end of the stick. I mean, look at Trent Williams, um, the starting left tackle for the Washington football team. He flat out said, you know, I'm done with the organization. I'm not going to play sat out all year. And guess what? They didn't get hardly anything for him. 
So it's kind of one of those situations where right now is the window and teams are looking at the draft and they're thinking, this is my guy I want to draft, but they would much rather have Deshaun Watson over anyone they would draft. So this is the time. I I think we've got to see a trade happen within the next few days of Deshaun Watson for, you know, just a load. I know he's good, young. He's going to, He's going to warrant several draft picks and probably a good young prospect, like you mentioned, Corey, and like Sam Darnold. But uh, I don't think you can go into the season with him just sitting there, not wanting to play for your team. Here's the problem. It just wouldn't, Here's the problem. wouldn't make sense. I agree with what you're saying. You're both right. Logically, I wish to God that the two of you, either of you together independently, I don't give a shit. One of the two of you or both of you owned the Houston Texans. I wish that was the case. But it's not the case. The first problem is bad franchises make bad decisions. The Houston Texans have been a bad franchise for really quite a long time. They've had some good years. They took over the AFC South for, I think think it was three years. But that doesn't change the fact that over time, they've not been a like super respected, feared football team. They just haven't been because they make poor decisions. They hire Bill O'Brien, who does stupid things like trade DeAndre Hopkins for David. You don't need me to tell you that. You already know that. The Houston Texans are a franchise that does bad things. And a bad thing to do is to not trade a superstar at his peak. Okay? First of all, that's where I agree with you. Secondly, here's the problem. Here's the big issue. Even if they didn't do bad things, Matt Stafford was two firsts and Jared Goff. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. What is Deshaun Watson? Four firsts and Jared Goff? I mean... That goes right into what I'm saying as a whole. I mean, it bankrupts. It bankrupts. <laughs> it's got to have to be. <laughs> you have to bankrupt your team to buy Deshaun Watson from a sensible football team. From Houston, you have to give them the entire roster. As far as I'm concerned, I can't see it. I can't, I can't, it doesn't make sense to me. I, can't, I would be shocked if Houston made a reasonable deal for him. And that's why I think they would rather sit. They'll take, they'll take some of that money back. And then if they trade him for pennies, they'll trade him for pennies. But they'll trade the rest of the contract too. And they'll come out ahead. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't think he's going to a team that just needs a quarterback and then they win. Like, you know, everybody keeps talking about the Bears trading for Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. It's like, if the Bears trade for one of those guys, they're giving away pieces that make their team. So, you know, kind of going right along with what you're saying, it's going to be multiple draft picks. It's going to sacrifice some future. It's going to sacrifice some stars just because they're that good and that's what they warrant. But if someone trades for Deshaun Watson right now, they're just kind of opening up their Super Bowl window to hopefully draft the right guys and, you know, hit big in free agency in the next couple years. I don't think he's going to a team that's a win now, like, oh, this is our last piece because you're giving up so much to get him, like what you said. But he, he's, he's worth that. He's upset. We know that for sure. Russell Wilson recently said he's upset. What's up with that? Is that news or noise, guys? I think Russell Wilson stayed in Seattle. I think they're going to figure it out. Any thoughts there? Yeah, Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. I think that was just him, you know, really emphasizing to the Seahawks that they need to address the offensive line. Like, every now and then you get these franchise quarterbacks that are so good, like, you need to listen to them. And it sounds like he's tired of that, and he's just kind of putting his foot down and saying – um, it's time for you to address the position, whether you do it in free agency or you do it in the draft. Like we need to get some guys up here and make that the focal point. And 
I think a lot of teams and a lot of players have been looking at teams like the Colts. Um, I, I think the Bears have a great O-line. Like They're operating with subpar QBs and still getting into the playoffs. And then you're looking at teams like the Eagles who <clears throat> had an elite quarterback and they weren't able to protect him, and now he's supposedly garbage. So I, I think Russell Wilson sees that. He's a really smart guy. He's saying, hey, guys, let, put everything down. We need, to, we need to address this issue. And he's never said he wanted out, anything like that. It was just that he was unhappy with the lack of attention to the O-line. Uh, but, yeah, I just think he's putting a little bit of load on the ownership and the management to go ahead and address that position. I, I think you'll see that pay off. I think this is kind of something I was thinking about a week or two ago. I bet we'll see – I was trying to find the record, but I bet we'll see, if not the most, one of the – most top-loaded first rounds, first two rounds of offensive linemen we've ever seen just because of the teams that have been successful with building that way like the Colts. So, um, And unfortunately, Seattle's traded out of the first round, so they'll have to start in the second. Wait a like. minute. Wait a minute. We love the Colts here, right? We're in, Indiana- We're in Indianapolis. We love the Colts, right? But what kind of success? Hold on now. You talked about the success the Colts have had with drafting around the offensive line. I have to ask you to defend that. What do you mean by that kind of success? I mean, we just Philip Rivers just took us to the playoffs. Um, the Bears have a really good O line. They went to the playoffs with half Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, half Nick Foles. So, okay. if you can address the position, you can be successful. I mean, down in Arizona, Kyler Murray has a horrible O line. You can't tell me if he had a good O line, they'd be a playoff team. I mean, they were eight and eight without an O line. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You defend. Okay. Okay. Daniel, anything to add to that? I just hope Russell Wilson stays in Seattle. Um, it just kind of seems like it's gaining gaining some type of momentum to where Russell Wilson is, like, inevitably leaving, you know, regardless of who you talk to. Like, it's just – it, it kind of feels that way. But I really hope they can they can kind of just, you know, salvage what they have. And like Corey said, maybe he's just saying behind the scenes, hey, you know, I didn't mean really what I was – Saying, I just think that we need to focus more on protecting me and, you know, keeping my longevity. And um, like you said, Corey, they're out of the first round, so they're going to have to really make it work on, you know, second and third round picks on, on these linemen here. And another point about what you said, we're going to see a lot of offensive line attention. It just decided the Super Bowl. So, they, you know, it's still yeah, fresh so on everyone's mind how much the Bucks dominated the chiefs and we hadn't really seen that all year, but we, we knew that two chiefs linemen, uh, you know, starters were out and the bucks just absolutely dominated them. So yeah, I think that, uh, I think it's just fresh on the mind too. It is fresh on the mind. I think that Russell Wilson is, he's like a modern Aaron Rodgers with like, how do I say this? Um, Russell Wilson will pave the way for quarterbacks to, who are successful and who are excellent to be able to say what their problem is. I think that's what's happening here. I think Russell Wilson said, I have a problem with getting hit too much. It doesn't mean trade me. It's not like Odell Beckham in all caps with 15 exclamation points on Twitter. It's not like that. It's not like, did he go to the sidelines? I'm trying to think of who was the player that went to the sidelines begging to be traded. Anyway, that's not the point. That's not what Russell Wilson's doing. All he did was say, I wish I was hit less. And you know what? Fuck it. I would wish I was hit less too, and there's no reason why he can't say it. 
I would hope, and I think what will happen is that Seattle will respond to that. They will build around what Russell Wilson says he needs to be successful because he's the franchise quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. And if he's not the franchise quarterback for Seattle, he'll be the franchise quarterback for somebody else and they will be embarrassed. I, I think that Pete Carroll is a smart enough, smart enough coach. And I really honestly think that he runs the team, doesn't he? Uh, I think they're going to get him help. And I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, I'll love to see uh, like that first pick Seattle on the board. If they take an O-lineman, you'll know it worked. So yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see it. All right, anything watch else? Him, watch him take another running back. No, no shit. <laughs> that was a lot of talk about two quarterbacks. I uh, want to talk about Dak Prescott, but can we agree like that that was way too much money real quick? Yeah, it's a lot of money, and I feel like it's going to be a guy here in two or three years that, you know, he could prove me wrong. He could be an elite quarterback. I think right now he's, you know, probably in that top 10, 15. Um, but he's still young, you know, if it could be in two years that he's an absolute dud. So I don't, to give him that much money and to not know what you have, I feel like Dallas kind of got pressured into it and just had to make it happen. I mean, he's been the quarterback for two or three years now, and they haven't had any playoff runs. So, And they, they had one of the highest-paid rosters this year. This was supposed to be the year. I know he got hurt, but um, it's a lot of money to give to a guy that you don't know what you got. I think, if, I think they could have – well, they did franchise tag him before they signed him, but – um, I, honestly, if I were them, I would have franchise tagged them or traded them, but it is what it is. He definitely didn't deserve, uh, Mahomes money. Like he wanted. I don't know why his crazy ass thought that, but yeah, too much money. It's a lot of money. The, the one redeeming quality is that the cap hit this year is just 22 million. They re- they structured the contract in a way that does make sense for the team. I was originally thinking that Jerry Jones is completely crazy and needs to be removed um, by his family for the sake of, you know, their own income f- for the generations to come. But that's not that it does make sense when you look at this year. You know, the way that they structured it does make some sense. I wouldn't give them the money, but what do you think, Daniel? I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Um he he was you know, setting records for the first few weeks of last year of how productive he had to be. That was the thing. The defense was so bad. He had to do what he was doing to stay in the game. It wasn't like a Peyton Manning with the Colts kind of years where the defense was still good, but the, you know, the offense was still just slaughtering the defense. They literally had to just keep passing the entire game to stay in the game. And what's becoming now the NFL is your Super Bowl window is if you have a quarterback that is on a rookie contract. It, it's it's hard to say, but unless you have Tom Brady or kind of a complete team through the draft that you get lucky, you know, a couple years of really good drafting, your Super Bowl window is before you make this huge contract to your quarterback. And so now, you know, Dallas already struggled on defense we're going to see that even more and Dak's going to be, you know, (laughs) he's going to be great statistically because he'll have to be, I mean, they're not going to be able to, you know, get any good, you know, free agents because they overpaid Amari Cooper and they overpaid Zeke. So Dak, whether he, whether or not he's overpaid, we're, we're kind of going to see, I mean, in three years when this deal is just a couple years deep, it might be a bargain. Um, you know, because we don't know if the cap's going to keep going up and what the quarterback pay is going to be. But, um, you know, we'll we'll kind of see. I'm somewhere in the middle. We'll we'll see how it plays out. I think Dak's good enough. He could probably prove himself. 
Yeah, that was interesting what you said about that Super Bowl window. Like the last five years, Tom Brady's won three, and he always takes less money. Like he's not even the top ten. He's not in the top ten most paid quarterbacks right now. And then you had Mahomes. He won on a rookie contract, and then Foles won. And then at the time, Wentz was on a rookie contract. So you build around you build around that and then before it was Denver so Manning so I don't know what he was on but then Brady and then Seattle I'm sure Russell was on a rookie contract so yeah yeah really good point it's tough to build a team when you just you know fork out record money to a quarterback let's run down some free agents real quick so the trade the tag deadline is over Free agency isn't open yet, but it's like really obvious who's available and who's not. And nobody's allowed to talk about it. You can't talk to each other about it and you can't think about it. And if you think about talking to each other about it, you're going to get fined a second round. It's illegal. That's illegal. So for now, we're just speculating. Okay. But there are players who should be available on the 17th. Is that the date? March 17th? Yeah. Yeah, They're going to. There's that negotiation window two or three days before. So, like, if we do a pod next week, it'll be on the 17th. We'll know where all the big names are a day or two before. That's exciting. That's really exciting. That's really exciting. We're going to do a pod next week. We have to. Anyway, uh, start at the top. The wide receivers, I think, are the biggest uh, splash, I guess, the biggest names. Uh, you know, wide receiver, Kitty Galladay, T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, Juju Smith-Schuster, there are others. Um, uh, Detroit. Who's the the fast guy? Well, I can't think of it. Marvin Jones Jr. He's available yep. too. There's pl- there's so many wide receivers available. Who are your favorites, guys? Where do you want to see them go? Just just take this and go with it. Go ahead, Daniel. Um, I'm really intrigued by Aaron Jones. Uh, he's obviously wide receivers, you know, buddy. Wide receiver. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I feel like, is kind of the wide receiver one after Allen Robinson got tagged. Um, so I'd really like to see him go to somewhere like the Packers. Um, I think he's really, really great at, at being the wide receiver one, but him in a wide receiver two role I think would be even better. Um, Juju, I feel like if somebody signed him and they already have a wide receiver one, I I don't know. I don't really see that kind of, kind of making sense because he might demand wide receiver one money because he's so young still. Um, so Juju, I kind of like better in like a, like a wide receiver two situation. Um, the team that comes to mind the most as far as like a wide receiver two, well, other than <laughs> other than the Packers, I feel like the Packers are great for all of these wide receivers. Like, yeah, if you're the Packers, please take them somebody. all. Every one like, of them spend all on. the money on all of them. You you refuse to draft a high capital wide receiver. Just <laughs> we go through this every single year. Get Aaron Rodgers some freaking help, Jesus. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Don't don't we talk about this every year? And then they draft a wide receiver in the fifth that yeah. sucks. Yeah, we talk about it every year. I agree and with you. Some, and somehow Devonte Adams is you know the wide receiver one in you know in fantasy and in regular football like for the last two or three years. No, I agree. 
I like what you yeah. said about Juju. I liked the idea of Juju to Indianapolis. And I don't like Juju because I'm in Indianapolis and I don't like Pittsburgh players. So that's just part of the that's, that's just part of the thing. But 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 it was everything that you said. Juju is a wide receiver too. I think that's where you did best. Do you pay him wide receiver one money? I think you do. I think you've got Michael Pittman as a young rookie on a contract for several years. You can in Indianapolis, you can afford to pay Juju the money for a one and play him as a two. And it makes perfect sense. And now you've got a powerhouse on offense all of a sudden to match a great defense. That that pairing to me makes sense. If Juju wants to go somewhere and be the number one, I'm very worried. You know, I don't want that team. If Juju goes to the Jets, if he goes to Houston, if he goes to um, um, I can't think of many others right off the top of my head that would be where he thinks he could be the one. But if he goes to that place, I think that's bad. I think he, I would hope that he becomes a wide receiver two for a team, but I would pay him wide receiver one money. If it's the right circumstance, I'd do it. Well, you got to remember that Chris Ballard, if he thinks he's a wide receiver two, he's not going to pay him as a wide receiver two. But if he so. thinks he's a wide receiver two that could perform as any other team's wide receiver one, that's what I'm trying to say is that he, the man has the, all the talent in the world. The issue is that when he is the one, the coverage overwhelms him. That's what that seems to be what it is. Whether it's the pressure or the coverage, I guess I don't know for sure. But when when Antonio Brown was present, Juju was dominant. And I think he can be dominant again, but I don't think he can do it by himself. He needs some real help. And he cannot be the one. He needs to be the two. I agree with Daniel's point, but I would still pay him the money. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I never, I never mentioned my team. It was the Arizona Cardinals, is what I was, is kind of thinking. Wow, the perfect, perfect wide receiver two situation needs some more juice, next level. That's yep, a lot of I juice. Like yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Corey, what do you think? Uh, I, w- I actually think Juju is a great fit for the Colts. I mean, he he's super relevant on social media, TikTok, and Instagram. And then on the other side, you got Michael Pittman. I mean, that guy's got his own YouTube channel. <laughs> I, the, no, I'm dead serious. Are you telling me to base a football team based off their social media <laughs> presence? I think you can base a football team off their personalities. And if you think Juju Smith-Schuster and Michael Pittman are going to be the two best friends in the world, they could be the best wide receiver duo tandem in the whole NFL. You're right. That's all I'm saying. You're right. You're right. They could be. They could be. I'm open to they're the out idea. There, they're they're going to be out there dapping each other up on crossing routes, taking them to the house. Kenny Galladay, real quick, let's go through the rest of these. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah, hold on. I'm going. I'm about to run through them. I like Kenny Galladay. He he to me just seems like a L.A. Ram. Like he's going to be an L.A. Ram. He's going to go there with Stafford. Ooh. He's going to line up across Robert Woods. Wow, and that's where he's incredible. I can already I can already see him in the jersey. It's the only way I can picture him. T.Y. Hilton, I love to Arizona. To get them a little more help, uh, I think he's still a threat. If the Colts can bring him back cheap, they're still going to do it. And then A.J. Green may never play football again. Oh. Oof. Uh, I like A.J. Green to the Ravens. They need wide receiver help. They need cheap wide receiver help. He's at kind of the end of his career in division. Okay, you got the edge there. You can kind of tell them, you know, how the team operates. But also – Lamar Jackson, you know, the jury's out still on if he's an accurate quarterback. And The jury's so not they out. Need... By the way, the jury's decided. What? What is it? He's not an accurate he's not, quarterback. He's not accurate. 
That's fine, even better. That's so okay. this supports my theory that AJ Green would be a great player because he's so tall and has a <laughs> wide catch radius that when Lamar tries to hit him, he could catch it. <laughs> <laughs> one time I did watch, I went to Cincinnati. We try to go to one away game a year. We're going to check them all off. We went to Cincinnati and they played the Ravens and we try to make it a division game. But anyway, not the point. Mm-hmm. Um, RG3 was on the sideline as the backup. Also not the point, but makes me feel good. And um, AJ Green caught, I think, four touchdown passes that game. Oh, that was so nice to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fun to watch. A man amongst boys. But that's that's the AJ Green of the past. Yeah, You're right. that was brutal. You're right, though. Uh, the Ravens are fine because they're not going to throw the ball anyway. Correct. There's a uh, decent little group of running backs, Aaron Jones, Chris Car- Carson, and I just added Marlon Mack to the list. Nice. Um, I feel like here in the last few years, the running back market has been super low. Nobody wants to pay them. Um, I don't expect any giant contracts out of here. They might still be available on the 17th of next week when free agency actually starts. Um, I just, if I were an NFL GM, I would just be staying as far away as I can because I don't think Aaron Jones brings anything to your team that a third round running back can't like it's like, you're like 50, 50 drafting a running back. Marlon Mack was a second or third rounder. So, um, and heck Jonathan Taylor was a second rounder last year and he's arguably one of the best talents in the NFL. So obviously teams don't want to spend those high picks on him either. So I expect it to be a snooze fest. These guys could land on, you know, these garbage teams like the jets or, um, the Lions, teams that just need to fill <laughs> fill the bleachers a little bit. So, real quick with that, there are a lot of running backs in the market. Gurley is on. Gurley is available. He's not on the list because he's not the same. He's unfortunately. Gurley's done. Unfortunately, he may be done. There are a lot of running backs though that could start for your football team that are available. How many teams do you think are going to re-sign their starter? Like, what's that? That's a totally different question. Like, will they grow up or are they going to trade for somebody? Like, it just, something about it doesn't make sense to me that nobody would want to pay. Okay, this is what I'm trying to say. If Green Bay doesn't want to pay Aaron Jones a long-term deal, why would anybody else, especially when there's this many teams that have running backs available? So, what do you guys expect to happen? Are they going to grow this up from r- the rookie class? Or is it just going to be this, like, for lack of a better word, orgy, where they just swap running backs back and forth? What's going to happen here? Are you talking about, like, with free agency? Like Yeah, like with free agency. With, with these guys. Like, what's, I mean, like, we see it every year. Teams, teams want what they don't have. And, you know, you look at a team like the Dolphins, you know, and, you know, they think they just drafted the quarterback of the future. And, you know, they, they, you know, have a high draft pick and they may target a wide receiver. And if they sign Aaron Jones, that would be like the last piece of their offense. And, you know, they have enough money to do it. Um, So it happens every year, you know, the flashy piece, the young guy who is, you know, regardless of position, great because Aaron Jones fits that mold. I, I completely agree with you, Corey. I would not spend up on a running back if I were an NFL GM, especially in free agency, mostly in free agency. I would just build running backs with a draft. 
but some of these teams that tried to do that and haven't hit and feel like they're kind of that piece away from having the most dynamic offense, you know, in the division or, you know, in the conference, I think that they, they're going to be the ones that pulled the trigger. And it's always the ones with the most money. Look at Le'Veon Bell. Okay. With the Steelers held out. I mean, there was tons of red flags. He was getting older. And then the jets went and paid him, you know, way more than the Steelers are willing to offer. And look at that. They already cut him in a year. Like, this is what I feel uh, like is the, Jets the, paid the him cycle less. of a running back. The Jets paid him less than the Steelers offered, by the way. What was that ended up being what it was? I don't remember the details, but the Jets offer, the when Le'Veon Bell signed with the Jets, the offer was not as good as what Pittsburgh offer was. I don't remember the details. Gotcha. I don't know, but he had to settle because he held out. Anyway. Uh, okay. I couldn't remember all that to a T, but yeah, it kind of just proves he's an idiot. But yeah, uh, I feel like, Aaron Jones is going to get a huge contract. He's going to be the, you know, one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL here in just you know a week or so. That would blow my mind. Just to I, I looked up 2020s free agent running backs. Uh, Derrick Henry was number one. He got re-signed. He you know he stayed with the same team, stayed successful. Uh, Kenyon Drake yep. got paid. Uh, that didn't work out. Melvin Gordon got paid. That didn't work out. Austin El- Eckler stayed with the Chargers. Cream Hunt stayed with the Browns. Matt Breida went to Miami, shit the bed. Jordan Howard went to Miami, shit the bed. And then Carlos Hyde, um, don't even know who that is. Lamar Miller, don't even know who that is. LaShawn McCoy, Jesus. who's that? Disrespectful. <laughs> I, I, I do think like a guy like Marlon Mack, I think the Colts can bring him back cheap. He's coming off an injury. Maybe nobody wants to touch him, or he could come out with a big fat contract from somebody else, but it ain't going to be the Colts. And I would love him to stay with the Colts, but but that's I mean, not what see. my question is. My question is, do you see any of these running backs? Do you think any of them are going to go to any team and be the RB one, like a bell cow guy? I don't Aaron see Jones. if if it's going to be anybody. It's probably going to be Aaron Jones, but I still don't think putting him on another team. I don't think he'll be successful. I just I I don't know. He was it, like a third round pick. Like I don't know. I it just regardless. Or, it, yeah, regardless of where he's picked, the team is going to pay him to be the bell cow. And then it's going to fail because the team is not as good as the Green Bay Packers. You're you're better off spending that money on an offensive line, drafting a dude in the fourth round, and he'll be more successful than Aaron Jones. All right. Done with running backs. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, neither one of them were tagged. I don't think there's any other tight ends that we should really have to talk about, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's several that are on the market now, but I mean, they're yeah. Jared Cooks, and just yeah. it's not not attractive. Uh, do you expect either of these guys to rework a deal with their original team? Or are they going somewhere else? What do you think? I I mean, honestly, I don't have much of an opinion on this. I mean, to me, as a, if I were an NFL GM, I don't really know what I'm going to get out of either of them. So I'm I'm probably not paying either of them. So. But I'm sure there's going to be a team out there that will. I mean, I don't. That's that's really all I think about it. I don't see them either of them being a game breaker on a new team. I think if one has potential to sign with the same team he was on, it's Johnny Smith, because I think Hunter Henry, with his age and what he has shown, just the flashes, and he's like the prototypical, you know, tight end build. Because Johnny, isn't Johnny like six two? 
I think he's uh, kind of undersized for a tight end, yeah. but he's um, old too. No, no, he he got drafted four years oh, ago. This is kind of the normal Holy cycle. Cow. I was yeah. I'm in a totally different world. I thought he was like 32 or something. He's only 25. No. That's incredible. Yeah, he and I, I don't know what a team would pay him. Hunter Henry is going to get an Austin Hooper type contract. It's just that was happen. crazy, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, crazy. But that's why I don't think Hunter Henry is coming back to the Chargers. It's because he's getting just an outrageous contract and it won't make sense. But Janu could potentially come back to Tennessee. They do like Anthony Ferkser, who they kind of involved a little bit. He seems to be, you know, pretty decent athlete. Um, but I, I think Hunter Henry is going to be one of the top paid tight ends in the league. And I think, um, you know, as long as he could stay healthy, he's always been pretty solid. So I, I think both of these are pretty, pretty good players. But Hunter Henry is definitely not coming back. As long as he's healthy, he's solid, Hunter Henry. Yeah. Um, yep. But we all know that, you know, he's not always been healthy, right? Correct. I think the Bengals are going to get Hunter Henry, and I hate it. I hate it. I love I love it. <laughs> why, why do you hate that? Right, because it? I want Hunter Henry to come to Indianapolis, Daniel. Oh, God. Come oh, on. It's, You're allowed to – I'm allowed to want that, okay? He's too expensive. I, what, okay, Tony, would you be happy – if Hunter Henry came to Indy on a four-year, $90 million deal. $90 million for four years? Is that fucking stupid talk? <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Probably like, yes. It'd be more like $60 million over four years. I'm just kidding. But then, yeah, if, if they, be, $60 million? Okay, I'm willing to talk. If, if he gave him an Austin Hooper contract, you'd be okay with that? You know what? I wouldn't. No. No, I wouldn't. You would not be. The you talent be. is exciting. Dude, Jack Doyle's sure. like as solid as it gets, bud. Okay. Oh. He has been for a long time. I know he doesn't put up the fantasy points. I no disrespect like for that. Jack Doyle. None at all. Hey, Doyle I'm going is... to ruffle both of your feathers right now. Jack Doyle sucks. Daniel... He does not suck. <laughs> Jack, Jack Doyle's about as solid as a player as you can field on a football team. Listen, here's the deal. Except for when you throw the ball. Stop it. Stop, stop. Yeah, stop. he catches every ball that's thrown to him. <laughs> no, stop, he stop, stop. He oh runs over god. every single the first defender. Not even to close to catching every ball. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Drops. Oh, oh man. my god! We need to pull up some drops for you. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm already typing in the Google. You pull up the drops you. and listen here. I think <laughs> I think Hunter Henry's perfect fit is the Bengals. Joe Burrow needs help. I think in the draft they can address some offensive line. I Joe, agree. Joe Mixon is the real deal, man. And if they can get a guy, a big, physical, excited football player to rejuvenate a football team, I mean, that's what we're talking about. It's not just to play football. It's to, like, bring life to a franchise that has not had it for a long time. Love they, it. They're right there. I think the addition yep. of Hunter Henry gives them a personality that pairs perfectly with Joe Burrow. It'll be give him a safety blanket an additional blocker. We know all that stuff. But I think in every single way it makes sense. They've got the money to spend it. They got $44 million in cap space. That's what I want to see happen. Although I really want to see him in Indianapolis. Yeah, I I, I really like that destination. What's they, up they with this break... uh, pissing war that you two have? What are you talking about here? I don't oh, know. I can't Corey, find any Corey's gonna find out that, He's, he's going to find out that I'm right. I'll send him some gifts later. Of Jack Doyle dropping wide open idiotic passes, but yeah, that's easy um, to do. By yeah, the way. Drew Sample 
the the Bengals' starting tight end as of now is a blocking tight end. That's what they drafted him to be, is a blocking tight end. So he kind of got thrusted in there due to injury, and he's just kind of not that guy. He's not very exciting. He's pretty boring. He's just, he, he is a very good blocker. But if you put Hunter Henry in that offense, look out. I mean, Joe Burrow with, like what you said, Tony, you address the offensive line in the draft, which is exactly what you should do. And then Joe Mixon is better. Joe Burrow is better. P. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hunter Henry. Love it. All right, all right, all right. So I'm on Roto Roto Wire, which is oh they're like fantasy football people, right? Yep, here we go. Okay, so um, it looks like from 17 to 13, they didn't record drops. So I've got three years worth of drops. Daniel, what do you think the over-under is for the combination of all three years? Oh, I'm excited. Wait, how long has he been in the league? 25 years. So Doyle's been in the league since 13, but Roto Wire has only recorded the last three years of drops as a stat. So not his first four years of awesomeness? Doesn't matter. Just the last three years. Over under. I mean, he hardly got targeted last year. So there's a year that you could just kind of pull out. I mean, Pick it's going to be a low number. It's going to be a low number that doesn't make any sense because it's going to make him look great, but he's not. So Pick I'm going to say seven. How about zero, bitch? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it zero it drops make any from 2018 to 2020. Zero. Yeah, pull up the first You've been years. listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Yeah, do what Daniel said. Pour up the first four years. Can you pull those up? I, I'm trying. That's the only stats I can get here. Come on, buddy. Dude, there was a year and a half where if you threw him the ball, there it was getting dropped. I'm just telling you. I'm about, I'm about sports game. You didn't I'm watch about about ready to, In three I'm about years, ready to he had 100, 150 targets, roughly. Actually, it's probably like 140. Um, 140 targets is zero drops. Suck it, Daniel. That's a pretty no. good stat there, bubba. <laughs> Fuck! You said sixteen. It was one hundred and forty. 